Welcome to the Akiyama Brothers Song Screen Podcast, where two film composers talk about the music in film and theater, hosted by Mark and Landon Akiyama. In episode 10, the brothers travel to Disney World, Orlando, Florida, to explore the music of the Disney parks. Hey, Mark. Hi. Okay, just to be, yeah, just to be clear, we didn't like just go to Orlando <laughs> just to go to Disney World to do this episode, though. We were actually there because it was somebody's special graduation day. Gosh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Was that supposed to be goofy? I don't know. <laughs> that was not yeah. goofy. Anyway, yeah, thanks, so, Mark. Yeah, congratulations to Landon on his college graduation. You're now what? You're a... Uh, I'm, a now, I'm now a college graduate with a bachelor's degree in business administration uh, from the University of Miami. Miami. I'm now a cane. Yeah, so congratulations on that. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Miami was, I liked Miami. It was really cool. Yeah, that was the um, second time you got to see Miami, right? The first time I really hated it because it was raining and I had to help you move in and carry big boxes and everything. So that was just not fun. So It's just because you're not as strong as moi. A little Gaston. Anyway. <laughs> I have no jokes for that. Dang it. Yeah, sorry. I just won up to you now. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> anyway, so but we yeah. went we went to Disney World for a little bit of vacation time. While we were there, we also went to Universal Studios. Yeah, we Cape saw Canaveral. We, we are now certified wizards as well. We also went to Cape Canaveral, so we're also certified astronauts. Yeah, so we got a whole bunch of new things to put down on our resumes. Um, so... Exactly. So I'm waiting for Elon Musk to get back to me about my uh, acceptance letter to Mars. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm certified to schedule you know flights, pilot flights, and shuttles and everything now. So if anybody wants to go visit planets or other galaxies, you know who to talk to. Yeah, he doesn't even know what they're called. Mark, what is Trappist E1? Uh, that would be Neptune's moon. Wrong. Okay, would that be one of the inner circles of Saturn's rings? Wrong. Would that be a black hole? No, not even close. Okay, well, my my co-pilot's Matthew McConaughey. I don't know if you've seen <laughs> um, Interstellar. Interstellar. It, was a, it was a pretty big movie, so I think TARS will get us there. Yeah, yeah. He'll pretty just much, get... It's pretty much an unmanned flight. Yeah, so Matthew McConaughey will just get you there in a Lincoln, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing the... <laughs> doing the Matthew McConaughey rubbing his fingers together. <laughs> you know, I saw a deer. I never started driving a Lincoln because they told me to. I just drove one. All right, all right, all right. Okay, okay, enough of this. All right, let's start with a little bit of follow-up before we get into this episode. Yeah, we have a lot of follow-up stuff, I guess. Yeah, first of all, Mark, do you want to talk about the new Oscar nomination process? Okay, yeah, there's a new Oscar nomination process. It's a little confusing. Uh, It's supposed to help, uh, like, up-and-coming composers and artists get nominated more easily. So uh, I think they did that with a couple categories in the past already, but now it's... They've changed the rules for uh, best score and best uh, song as well. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So that's, I think it's good news. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out with these things. Sometimes it takes time to see if um, the yeah. rules, new rules actually stick. So I thought that was interesting. Um, what else? What else? As per last episode, the Avengers Infinity War, Mark he has one of the oh funniest stories. He was trying to avoid spoilers the whole way. I'll let him like, tell you the rest of it. Like but. everybody. Okay, so should I tell the story now? Yeah. Yes. So like everybody, you know, I was trying to avoid spoilers and everything. And 
I got really, really, really close. I was about as close as you can get, I think. So I went to ArcLight uh, here in San Diego, and I saw it on the, the Dolby Atmos Theater with the really good screen and the really, really awesome speakers that we always have to mention on this podcast because they are so crystal clear. And it's our favorite. Anyway, so I was at ArcLight, and then so the, the theater um, was emptying out uh, from the previous showing, and so I was walking... You know, taking my time because it was really crowded. So anyway, I overhear these kids like just as they're coming out of the theater, the theater and just as I'm going into the theater and one girl goes, I can't believe Spider-Man dies. How could they do that? And I was like, oh, so close. I was literally like maybe 10 steps within the theater about to sit in my seat. So, yeah, that was that was I was spoiled that that was yeah i don't i couldn't do anything that was it yeah there's nothing you can do that's just a comic book moment yeah i know i was was like of course just my luck way to go all right well that's that's how that goes that's truly terrible luck you were just 10 seconds away from seeing it it was very bad (laughs) i was so close so close like that's that's got to be as close as you can come anyway that was my little sob story um Anyway, yeah, Miami was really cool, though. Holy cow. We went to this really um, authentic Cuban restaurant and got... Uh, Cubanos. You Cubanos got Cubanos. And uh, what are they? Maduros? The, uh, Maduros. Um, I think you're talking about the plantains, sw- the, the, fried yeah, plantains. the fried plantains. Oh, my gosh. That was all good. Anyway, um, what else we got? Other follow-up stuff? Oh, uh, yes. We also have... You, If you guys remember, we try to do these cool Instagram stories and post some nice behind the scenes videos. Oh, so yeah. if you haven't seen any of those extra grams, as we like to call them uh, on the Instagram stories, Did you just make that up. No, I've never heard that. My friends have been like making fun of me for, for doing it, but <laughs> that's kind of cool. Extra grams. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, Cause we're extra. Uh, but anyway, okay, if you want to follow it. us, we're going to show you guys some of the videos and some of the stuff, the footage that we took while we were in Disney world, uh, a little bit in Orlando, studios uh universal studios and uh just a little bit more of the behind the scenes so you guys can get a nice taste and see what we saw yeah actually this is the one you would really want to check out those videos because we whenever we found musicians around the park we stopped and interviewed them so definitely watch those videos we'll have the audio interviews uh laced in throughout this podcast episode but definitely check out those videos um it was really cool to talk to the talk to some of the musicians yeah, these Disney performers are like top notch. They're really, really great. Yeah, and they were happy to talk to us. It was surprising. They didn't get shuffled away by the cast. Yeah, no, most Disney of them just stuck around them. to hang out with the audience yeah, afterwards really awesome. after their set was done and then, you know, get ready for the next set. Yeah, yeah. we were talking to one lady um, who was a part of an acapella group. She said that they have to know over, what, 100 songs? And then at any moment, they have to sing one of them. Uh, and it always those songs are always in rotation. So every thirty minutes, uh, they do a new set, a new set yeah. of new songs. Yeah, very impressive, very professional, really great sounding groups. Um, okay, and then also for this trip, we found um, this company. This is not exactly related to audio or music, but um, sort of. We so we most of the stuff behind the scenes stuff we film with our iPhones, pretty much. Um, so. I found this company moment lenses and they make really awesome, uh, high quality cinema glass, uh, attachments to 
attach onto your your iphone camera with different lenses like they have a wide angle lens an anamorphic lens a macro um, a macro lens a super fish um a portrait lens 60 millimeter lens um really awesome really high quality stuff and then we also just uh the rode video micro is a uh, like a the rode microphones like a shotgun mic a mini shotgun mic and it connects directly into your your iphone lightning cable they have an adapter so uh we had we used that microphone and then the anamorphic or the um moment lenses and it turned out really good and some of the interviews we got the the audio like it's noisy because there's crowds and stuff but the audio came out pretty good so hopefully you guys can hear and yeah yeah i think the audio would have been a lot worse if we just used the um iphone our phone yeah. microphones yeah, the road mic helped uh, a lot. Yeah, so just if you're interested in, you know, making videos or vlogging on your phone and stuff, that's some really useful gear that we found. Oh, yeah. Well, we were at uh, Universal Studios. No, 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 sorry, Cape Canaveral. While we were at Cape Canaveral, one kid, he goes up to you, he's like, are you guys vloggers? We were like, yes, kid. <laughs> and he just looked at us like, wow. Vloggers. Yeah, we had to commit, even though we're actually podcasters. I don't, I don't, I don't think he would know the difference, but... We're not, we're, we're, we're actually film composers, but, <laughs> and we're actually film composers and musicians first. This is our, yeah, I think a little, a little fun, just our fun side job thing, but yeah, yeah. that would have been longer than a yes or no question answer. Okay. Should we just get into it? Yeah. So, okay. The first park that we walked through at Disney world was Epcot and we started going around, um, to all the different pavilions, the the cultural pavilions, and the first one that we saw was actually the Japan Pavilion, and we saw some pretty interesting instruments. Something that Mark was actually pretty excited about to see. Do you want to tell us about that? Why? Yes, I do. Okay, actually, first of all, when you first walk in Epcot, they have uh, actually when you go behind the spaceship or whatever, and you start entering the pavilion circle with the different the different cultures. Um, they had a bunch of different music playing. And when we walked in, they had some Japanese music playing and you could hear on the track, uh, they had a shamisen. And for those of you who don't know what a shamisen is, if you have, if you've seen Kubo and the three strings, no Kubo and the two strings, why do I get that name wrong? That's like my favorite movie. It's Kubo and the two strings. Anyway, because the, uh, because the instrument has three strings. I know. Yeah. I get confused. Anyway. So Kubo and the two strings uses this instrument. It's like a, a Japanese style, uh, I don't know, banjo, lute guitar kind of mix. Yeah. It's, um, it's a wood body and then it has, uh, like a probably it's a calfskin head over it kind of like a banjo and then the three strings run across and it has a really long neck and huge tuning pegs um and it's all made out of wood except yeah. for the except for the uh skin usually thing. really beautiful uh wood they're usually red um and the f- the neck has no frets so it's kind of resembles the chinese erhu except with two extra strings and then you, so you play the the shamisen with a really big um like a pick they call it a bachi, B-A-C-H-I, and it's made out of what it can be made out of. I think they make it out of wood, um, probably some type some type of hardwood. Yeah, and then also it looks like they also make it out of bone. They also, yeah, ivory also, but those are the nicer ones. Um, yeah. yeah. So you 
you you hold like this huge pick in your hand, the whole palm of your hand, and you you pick it with the edge, and you um, switch between the strings that way. And then there's a lot of really quick. You should be explaining this. You're the yeah. guitarist. Well, I was gonna say if you want a visual of it, it looks like imagine the uh, the tail of a fish. Like you just cut off the tail of the fish, and it looks like that. Oh yeah. Um, a nice long, nice little bit of a long neck with a, um, a d- that dovetails out. Yeah. Uh huh. But it it's like fits in your hand it's a really big pick and then um so you pick the strings with that and then there's really quick rhythmic finger movements also that's one of the um, traditional styles of shamisen and yeah they do a lot of like pitch bending with the the fret on the frets or there aren't frets but so they do a lot of pitch bending with their their left hand fingers also um and really cool embellishments and stuff like that yeah, and usually it's usually the three strings are tuned um, in relative fourths. So if you're in the key of C, your first string would be C, and the next one would be F, and then the last one would be a, an octave up C. Yeah, I'm a, I'm saying yeah because I totally agree with that, and I, <laughs> I don't actually know, but yeah. Landon's the guitarist, so he should know. <laughs> so um, we're in Epcot right now. We're walking through the worlds, the different worlds, and they got a shamisen playing right at the entrance. So that's the the instrument that they used in Kubo in the two strings. Anyway, so yeah, uh, at the Japanese pavilion, they had taiko drummers and they did uh, shows like every maybe 30 minutes or something. Um, so we happened to be passing by when they were wrapping up one of their last shows. Um, so here's a little clip of that and then we'll explain the taiko drums a little bit after that. cool thing about these drums these percussive instruments is that they do like a kind of performance yeah so we're in uh, we're in we're in the Japanese section now of Epcot yeah and they just did a performance at one of the temples with the three taiko drums and the ladies were doing the cool thing with these drums is you do when you perform with them you have to do they like incorporate a, a dance and everything and and movements with the drumsticks and yeah the thing about the drumsticks is they're really thick like carved wooden just wooden logs basically so you hit you hit the skin of the taiko drum with those and then some they do some twirling for their with the the drumsticks and the drumsticks are like what an inch and a half thick yeah they're heavy. almost they're yeah heavy these are heavy uh-huh. drumsticks so it's not they don't do a whole bunch of twirling with it but they do i was watching the lady she was doing a lot of wrist movement um yeah that too yeah yeah really cool this place is awesome Anyway, uh, we'll get back with another little soundbite when we hear something cool. And then so the next thing we heard, um, we went into, what's the pavilion? The America Pavilion, I guess? Uh, The American Adventure. We went into the American Adventure Pavilion. And that's where we heard the, the acapella group, the Voices of Liberty, they're called. And we got to interview one of the singers from that group. And that was really, really interesting. 
Yeah, that was actually one of the first interviews that we did, and uh, I was kind of nervous. Right. I know, Elena. Was, <laughs> it was like, fun, though. Yeah, I, I almost didn't give her a chance to speak, and I just went after her. Hi, I have a podcast about music, and uh, can we interview? Like, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, she was really receptive and super nice to yeah, talk to. Yeah, she was very sweet. Um, yeah, so here's a little bit about uh, us talking about the genre before we, uh, we'll show you guys a little bit of how they sound and what they were doing, and then we go into the interview. So we're like in the American section now, and they're having a, a barbershop quartet sing in one of the halls. Yeah, it's about an eight-piece choir barbershop um octet yeah uh-huh. yeah so it sounds like you know like two tenors two basses two sopranos and two altos yeah and the cool thing about barbershop is there's a whole bunch of counter melody yeah um, Inter- uh the the counterpoint between chords is there's a lot of moving parts and moving lines yeah. so they make every line really interesting between like each section or between each um each singer even mm-hmm. so. and usually Usually, when you're not when you're singing barbershop, you don't sing the same note or stay on the same note for a very long. So you're always like Mark said, each yeah, line is moving. moving. And since there's two parts for each um, each vocal range, like a tenor, there's two types of tenors. You have a lower tenor and a higher tenor. And each of those two people, they're doing different things. Yeah. So they can either resolve the chords, or they can. Um, you're either having the people resolving chords and stuff and changing between chords or you also have the melodies and counter melodies on top of that so split that up between like the eight eight singers and then boom you got the uh barbershop octet yeah so there's a whole bunch of different stuff that you could do with each of the chords most of the time the the basses they carry the the root of the chord then the tenors do the upper middle parts of the along with the altos and then the sopranos will be singing the melody generally and then within those they each group up and do different things so sometimes you might have nines thirteens and even uh um really interesting like um chords and then on top of that you have chord extensions like Lane was saying the seventh and then the the ninth thirteen so they make really cool chord combinations and really interesting and then like another thing the bass or even some of the other um, other singers, they do a lot of rhythmic stuff too, like boom, 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 that kind of stuff to keep the rhythm going also and to add some rhythmic support. Yeah, so that's American Barbershop. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I didn't, we had no idea that we were going to run into this, but there you go. A little bit more for the podcast. There you go. At Warrantown, the British Army surrender to General George
All right. Hi, Landon. What's Hi, your name? I'm Elodie. Elodie. Yes. All right, thank you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. <laughs> <laughs> we have a music podcast. Oh, cool. Can you just ask me, like, talk to you, talk to you about your, uh, sure. what you guys do? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, um... So we just watched like what three songs that you guys did. Yeah. Um, what kind of genre would you say that this is? This is acapella americana. Okay. So it's uh, completely acapella music. It's very um, vocal jazz based. I want to say. Um, just in the sense of the way that we sing. So we sing very straight tone. We sing um, the kind of music that we sing is uh, Americana, folk songs, and stuff. They said it at the beginning. I don't know if you guys caught that. Okay. No, but, yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of the genre. And then, uh, what, yeah. what part do you sing? I sing alto two, alto two. and I'm learning alto one okay. currently. So then, yes. just for our listeners, what's the difference between alto one and alto two? Well, alto two is uh, what we call a bridge between the girls and the guys. So uh, my job is to blend with the alto one, but also sing warm enough and round enough that the, alto, that the tenor one can sing into me and have, so the sound stays blended all the way through. Yeah. Oh, That's my cool. job as an alto two. I'm learning alto one, so I'm not completely sure <laughs> all of my jobs in that one, but yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, yeah. yeah thank you very much. Absolutely. I'm, I'm Landon, by the way. This nice is my brother, Mark. Nice to meet you, Mark. Thank you. Yay. Of course. Thanks for hanging out with us. So the next thing we went to, or next thing we saw, was at the Mexico Pavilion. Inside, um, they had a mariachi band playing, and uh, it was actually a pretty big band. Um, it was like six violins, uh, two guitarists, one tenor guitar, one bass guitar, uh, trumpet, and... Yeah, and that was it. Yeah. And they all so. sang... They did. Um, they all sang, too. It was really, really cool. Yeah, sometimes they switched off between the, like the lead singing, too. And yeah, it, this was cool because we were in the Coco, yeah, kind they of had area. a Coco display also in the in the beginning, which was like this big underground um, Day of the Dead marketplace that they just had set up, and then the mariachi band was actually tucked away in a corner, um, and so they were they were performing under night like, under. If you haven't seen Coco yet, it's uh, Coco's very vibrant movie about the Day of the Dead, where this little kid ends up going crossing over to the, you know, his Land ancestor's place. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, so really, they were playing in a really cool area that Mark and I found pretty we awesome. We found it by mistake because it started pouring down rain, so we had to get in out of the rain, and then we, like, found ourselves in the Mexico Pavilion, and there was this mariachi band, so... Yeah, happy mistake. Yeah, so here's a little listen to um, some of the songs that they were playing and then we interviewed the one of the the I one of the leads. The, yeah, Joe. He was yeah, one of the leads, and, and he was really uh, really happy to talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> everybody for coming to see us play. This is our last song of the evening. Maria Cicobre is here from Wednesday to Sunday. Thank you so much everybody. The last song we have for you is, is uh, kind of the Mexican or the mariachi anthem and song.
that was so much fun it was really awesome like watching them play and everything yeah that um, was a, that was a treat <laughs> the rhythm is really cool because it's like a triplet based pattern so i studied a little bit while i was in percussion um in new york i studied a little bit like uh the Horopo maraca style playing uh it's really cool because they do a lot of really like if you get really advanced you can do some really awesome tricks with the maracas like having the gourd the beads spin all around and it makes a swirling sound like or um really articulate kind of stuff and so the pattern is like a triplet based pattern so it's like um and actually i'll i'll make a like a real quick video on my instagram thing to show you the maraca style playing and that fits with the mariachi music anyway landon wants to talk about the guitars oh yeah so they're i didn't see any tenor guitars but i did see what your normal um classical nylon string guitar and then there was also a bass guitar which they call the guitaron um which is like this thing is huge yeah it is a monster uh like imagine wrapping your arms in a hug it's a little bit bigger than that yeah it's like a real it's got the back is like a bowl uh a rounded back guitar Mm -hmm. and yeah so the rounded back is like a they call it concave a lot like what you might see in today's ovation guitars um, but those are more plastic. This one, this bass guitar was all wood, um, really giant and massive. Like, I think if you were to hug, wrap your arms around it, arms might not even reach all the way around. Um, but mostly in the clip that you heard, you can really hear the bass guitar doing a, um, like a triplet feel like a bum, 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 right in line with those triplets that Mark was talking about. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I wish we caught them sooner. We caught them at the tail end of the, of their set. Um, 
But anyway, here's Joe, and he's the first violinist and the lead. So here's an interview with him. Right, so Joe, could you just tell us a little bit about the uh, style and instrumentation of mariachi? Sure. So the style of mariachi music is essentially a like this form of dress is originally from Jalisco, uh, but all of Mexico kind of takes on the entire the entire realm of, of, uh, of this mariachi. So basically, mariachi music is a representation of now all music from Mexico, from different regions, Jalisco, uh, Sinaloa, Veracruz, all the different states. Of so that's kind of where it is. So the instrumentation of it is, is essentially now a modern-day mariachi with six violins, uh, two or three horns, trumpets, um, a uh, Mexican bass called the guitarron, a Mexican tenor guitar called the vihuela, um, and then a regular guitar, um, and that can fluctuate between two or, or three guitars. Yeah, so that was Joe from the mariachi band, and that was, that was a really fun group to watch. Yeah, we too bad we didn't get there sooner because we just caught the last end of their set. It's okay. We had a lot of stuff to see. So <laughs> next place we went to was, I think, Magic Kingdom, and yeah. we did some of the rides around there, and uh, Pirate's Ride, I think, was the first one, Pirates of the Caribbean, and so we have a little clip of when we were listening to the music in there, and we talk a little bit about it. So here's that. So we're listening to the Pirates, we're in the Pirates ride right now, uh, where they have the, the original Pirates track running, the yo-ho, yo-ho sound. Yeah, just the... I forget who it's written, out, written by, but uh, we'll, we'll follow up with that, yeah. So, Monsters in That was the ending of the track. So this is the original theme for the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction at the Disney Parks. Uh, the music was written by George Bruns with the lyrics by Xavier Atencio. And uh, it's loosely derived from Robert Louis Stevenson's Sea Shanty, Dead Man's Chest. Yeah, I thought I was actually recording from the speaker that was playing the, the oboe part and stuff. <laughs> I think I was just on the special effects soundtrack. Right, sound so you hear, you, see, you hear the seagull and the yeah. water, the waves coming up on the beach. And I didn't realize till later. <laughs> so the, the pirates music, they wanted to write it in a way that it's like a, a round sort of yeah, like it's an endless loop so that you can't hear a beginning or an end to the song kind of thing. And then you can pick it up wherever somebody else starts it. Or yeah, so the composers like specifically wrote it with that in mind so that it's just an endless loop inside the ride. So to demonstrate... <coughs> yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Drink up, me hearties, yo ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Drink up, me hearties, yo ho. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. Dead man tell And really bad eggs. Oh, but they do. Everybody knows I love pirates. I'm basically a pirate. 
Anyway, next we travel to space. To Space Mountain, and to be specific, in Magic Kingdom. Actually, this was a really long line, so we had time to just research a little bit about the ride and some of the changes they actually made, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, it's actually, it was different from the Space Mountain that we're used to in Disneyland. And what we read, like in 2009, they updated the music. Uh, It's a little bit, it's a lot different now. It has... Should I just go into this? Yeah. I'm going to go into this. They have three different movements during the ride. Uh, and you don't, you don't hear this any of the music in the queue, in the line while you're waiting. You only hear it on the ride itself. And so these three movements, the first one is kind of like a soaring orchestral backdrop, which Mark and I, we didn't really hear because we were just exhilarated by the ride. Uh, the second one was a more percussive and active kind of a... Like a chase music kind of yeah. sound. Mm-hmm. Action, action driving. Yeah, which I actually remember hearing this one. Yeah. And then the last one is more of like a techno fun party in space kind of <laughs> music. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was, it was, it, it's interesting because in Disneyland, they have onboard speakers. So even the, uh, let's see, the, the vehicles are two by twos. And then two you people ha- in each row. Two, yeah, two people in each row. Thank you, Mark. And then you have the speakers on either side of your ears, so you hear all the music with you and all the twists and turns and everything, everything like that. But for the Magic Kingdom, Disney World, Space Mountain, they have offboard speakers, and the vehicles are they're more single like file bobsleds. Yeah, yeah, like bobsleds in single file. So these offboard speakers, there's nowhere to put those speakers in the vehicle themselves, so they have to put them off of the vehicles that's why they're called off board and so they're strategically placed along the tracks like where you would hear um special flex special effects when you do a quick turn or when you drop on the ride they have music to punctuate and 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 really hit accentuate those movements i would say it wasn't as effective though i like having the speakers right there because for most of the ride um you i didn't hear the music i could only hear the track going or like the cars driving driving over the track and stuff. So I thought it was a little too noisy, but that was just me. Yeah, well, I have to agree because the only movement that I really heard was the percussive and active yeah, movement. I the re- louder one. I didn't really hear the first or the third one. Yeah, those ones were just kind of in the it distant muffled, background. Yeah, yeah it was it was too it. much to hear. Yeah. And then, like the last thing we really wanted to talk about was Avatar in or Pandora from the movie Avatar in Animal Kingdom. And we were actually going to skip Animal Kingdom. It wasn't one of the ones we were going to go to, but... That would have been a big mistake. Huge mistake. Oh, my gosh. That was so cool. Um, That was probably my favorite park and my favorite um, world, I guess. Um, They did a really, really awesome job uh, creating the world. And the two rides also had really good um, visuals. And one in particular, the Flight of Passage one. So it's like the soaring over California ride that we have here, except they mixed it with like they updated it and improved it a lot. So it's like a, a, like an immersive IMAX screen and you sit on like a motorcycle thing to be supposedly you're sitting on a Banshee. Um, and then you like ride through, um, Pandora on a Banshee and with like, uh, smells being pumped in and water effects and stuff. And it was really, really cool. And the music was, um, also really interesting because it dropped out at some points so it was really peaceful and you could only hear like the wings flapping and feel the 
the banshee breathing yeah you yeah. could actually feel the banshee breathing like what you're sitting on mm-hmm. the sides expand it was really cool so yeah the way they use sound in that one was really awesome because the music does drop out at some points and you just hear like the nature birds or i guess, i don't know what the pandora's birds are called but yeah, you just hear nature yeah, of pandora hear, yeah it was really really neat really effective um and then there's some other cool stuff that happens in the ride that we don't want to spoil in case you want to go see avatar or go see avatar world but the original music for avatar was written by do you know this landon was it john williams no but it does start with a j one more guess one more guess come on come on quick 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 he doesn't know folks he doesn't know he doesn't know oh my gosh okay it's a guy who also wrote zorro and titanic okay he doesn't know so his james horner wrote the music for the original movie with james cameron um why would you put me in that spot i just thought it was a fun game we could play but i guess it wasn't fun for you yeah so i really loved that score also um i started listening to it on the car ride back and the plane ride home so yeah it was really good um that was probably my favorite world and their use of music in the rides was really effective really awesome yeah because they don't do it a lot there's not a lot of music on the ride most of it's um i guess since it's so visually and 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 like 40 uh immersive well it was nice that they chose to use silence because there's so many things going on in the ride like you're flying the car the thing you're sitting on is moving the screen's moving you're wearing 3d glasses there's water being sprayed at you so it was nice to just also sit and enjoy the the silence for a little bit and then the music comes in when it should yeah what's that saying um music is the space between notes something like that i have no idea it could be you could be right (laughs) now you're putting (laughs) like something like rests are just as important as the notes rests are part of music i like the first one better okay anyway Yeah. yeah so that was really cool um but yeah that was pretty much our time in walt disney world um saw a lot of cool cool bands the mariachi band and the acapella group voices of liberty drummers yeah Yeah. um yeah other than that just the music on the rides and everything too um we didn't actually have time to see any of the shows and i think they were also canceled anyway because of all the rain it was raining a lot so yeah it rained every single day we were there so we didn't get to see as much as we wanted to but um yeah hopefully hopefully you uh Hopefully you enjoyed yeah. our interviews, yeah. our little snippets about each of the um, each of the bands and the groups that we're playing. Um, Mark and I certainly did enjoy it a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to talk to them. Yeah, we hope to go back someday soon because we did not get to see everything that we wanted to. Like Mark mentioned, the shows we didn't get to go see. We yeah. wanted to see more of Animal Kingdom because we hear yeah. that that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, there's actually a ride in the Coco Pavilion, the Mexico Pavilion, yeah, that we didn't get to see. Too. We had no idea tucked away in there so yeah a lot of regrets yeah but (laughs) anyway um yeah also look out for those interview videos they were really 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 cool um those will be posted on our instagrams um which we'll put links in the description uh and let's see what else and if you haven't subscribed yet to our newsletter feel free to do so you'll get the podcast right in your inbox bright and early on monday mornings and um also Subscribe to the to the podcast. We we always love our subscribers. We want to hear more from you guys. So give us feedback. Please feel free to contact us on our website, akiyamamusic.com. 
Um, and please subscribe, share this with your friends, tell everybody about it that you know. It doesn't hurt to talk about us. Yeah, hope you enjoyed this kind of live on the scene sort of style. Um, we definitely did, and we're going to try to do more of it. I think it was fun. Yeah, we really enjoyed it. Yeah, so uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you can, give us a rating on iTunes. That really helps us, and we'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks. All right, Mark, have a good night. Oh, yeah, and we're actually saying good night from the same room, which is kind of funny now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Good night. All See right. ya. See ya. See ya.